You are listening to the Gateway Church in Spring Lake, Michigan. To learn more, visit us at thegatewaygh.com. Well, if you don't know me, my name is Ben. I'm the lead pastor here at the Gateway Church, and I have the privilege of walking us through this grand opening service, and what a joy it is. I'm wondering how many of you had a favorite book growing up, a book that you would read and reread, maybe the Dr. Seuss or Hansel and Gretel. Come on, let me see your hands. Okay, yeah, so there's a a book that comes to mind, right? Or maybe as you grew a little older, I know for me, it was The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. It was a book that captured my mind, and I read it over it. No, did I even read it once, Mom and Dad? I think I watched the movie over and over. <laughs> and then maybe it's the Lord of the Rings or, or a Star Wars movie or the old classics like John Wayne. And I don't know any other old classics, but uh, who likes the old classics? A few of you. Okay, good, good. Oh, the, the Godfather? Gone with the Wind. All right, now you're talking. All right, good. They're so good They're worth watching over and over or reading over and over. A good story is worth repeating, right? It gets sketched in your mind, and you never want to forget it. And this morning, we're going to tell the story. It's our story here at the Gateway Church. And some of you have heard parts of the story. Some of you have been a part of the story yourself. You're uh, you're like a character in the story. And even if you've just drove by wondering what's happening, you heard about the grand opening, you made it through the doors, and you're here for the first time, we're going to share this story because, number one, it's worth repeating. We want it to be sketched in our minds. And for those of us that call the Gateway Church our home and those that will, we don't ever want to forget what is happening in this space right here, right now. That's the truth our story, and it begins with a handful of people. I think there were about 30 of us in 2007 that decided to purchase the property that we're sitting on right here. This property went for sale soon after I was the pastor. We came in 2006. That next spring, the church, uh, this property became available. The church had been looking for property all over the Tri-Cities area, and it was difficult to find a spot that had the right zoning and, and all the things that were needed. And so when this came, we said, look, we want to get out there, and we bought it, and we bought it with some reserves that the church had at that time. It's a special place because it was suited for us. Once we purchased it, in that same season, I was introduced as the pastor to the Dave Ramsey ministry show on on the radio. How many of you ever heard of Dave Ramsey? I'd never heard of the guy. And I showed up to a live event. Someone took me. In fact, one of my board members said, hey, let's go to the Dave Ramsey show. And it was at the Dave Ramsey live event that my mind was kind of blown. And I started to dream for me personally that our family, that we could live debt free and that God, that he would want us to do that. And we we made some some things in our life and, and we've lived that that way ever since. But I also, maybe naively, but maybe not, I started to dream like, man, when we build on that property we just bought, I bet we could build debt-free. I didn't realize that there were very few people that have ever done that, and uh, especially this day and age. And I was kind of like, all right, this crazy guy, Dave Ramsey, and uh, it looks like Dave Ramsey right here in in the flesh. Uh, Pastor Bill, Pastor Bill, look at this, look at that, it's like right here, whoa, hold on, hold on, I love you, man, my grandpa, during worship, he leaned over, he said, I thought Dave Ramsey was right behind me, (laughs) grandpa, it's so funny, but I was naive, and I really felt like at that point that uh, there was like this mandate from the Lord that this was going to be our journey, that we were going to do it debt-free. In that same season, same year, 2007, I also was introduced to the idea of working with a group of people called RV Mappers. The RV Maps organization is a group of retired professional construction people that travel all over the United States, and they help build churches. And they do it not 
for their own gain, but they do it for the glory of God, and they don't charge a penny. And I thought, man, if we're going to build debt-free, we're going to need some help from the RV mappers. And it was really in my heart from those early days that I thought, you know what? This is going to be our journey. My heart was set on it. Now, from 2007 to all the way to 2014, which we'll get there in a second, the property that we're sitting on sat for six to seven years. You say, well, what happened to the dream? Did you lose the dream? Well, no, we didn't. Instead, we knew that first, more than anything, we needed to build people. How many have ever heard that healthy leaders, healthy church? Healthy pastor, healthy church. And part of the process was that I needed to be healthy. And uh, the Lord has helped me through that. And still, it's a journey, right? Uh, this sin journey we call life, right? And, uh, but there was so part of it was my journey. But also to build people around us. And it took some time. Six to seven years, this property sat. We were strengthening the core. We were building people. We also, in that process, pursued a few other existing buildings. We thought, man, if we could find a place that had more square footage than we thought we could build, um, and then we could renovate it for less money, and we looked at a few things. One of those was the old bowling alley. How many remember the old North Shore Recreation, right? Now it's the iMove building, and we thought that's where we were going to end up. We were going down that line, and we thought, for sure, this is what God's will was, and the door closed. And I was like, huh, okay. And we realized as we prayed after that moment, it was like time and time again, God just graciously said, you know what? The property you've purchased, every time we looked at it, there was a green light. It was like there was favor. The utilities were already here. The, there was a great exposure. It was in a little community and, uh, that we'd be able to, to be a part of. And all those things, it was like green light. And so on 2014, in May, we pulled the trigger to build. We pulled the trigger to raise the funds in cash, and we wouldn't break ground until we had all the funds we needed to finish the process. That was kind of our mandate. And my original projections, I'm almost embarrassed to say, I was a man of faith. I'm thinking, oh, this is, God's got this. And I was thinking of like a pregnant woman. It takes nine months. And what I was communicating in those early days is that it would take nine months to raise $1.4, $1.5 million. <laughs> and it didn't take, why are you laughing? <laughs> well, it didn't just take one year or two. It took us three years and it was kind of like this journey, like climbing a mountain. And I've climbed some mountains in my day, and it is hard. It is exhausting. And, and I, in fact, even just last year, this time, uh, my son Logan and I were in the mountains in Russia, and we were snow skiing there with some of our missionaries. And for the first time, I got altitude sickness. I'd never experienced that before. And it, like, put me down. It was, it was tough. It was hard. It was like this lack of oxygen. And us as the church, those of you that have been tracking with us, we felt like this little guy trying to climb this mountain. And we moved into 2017, February or March time, and we came, what I'm calling, to a false summit. We thought we had all the funds we needed. Some of you remember this as in the journey, but it wasn't. A false summit is if you're climbing a mountain, you think you're at the top, and then you get to the top, and then you're like, oh, wait, there's two more summits after that. It's like, oh, and we thought we were there. The estimates came in that were updated numbers. How many know the longer you wait, prices go up, right? Just the way it is. And at that point, we needed an additional $137,000. I, was, I felt deflated, I'm telling you. We had already scheduled a business meeting to say, all right, we're breaking ground. It seemed like an impossible situation. I'm wondering how many of you here are facing something today that seems impossible, something hard. You're in the middle of something and it seems exhausting. I hope this story helps you. Well, in that moment, in that season for our church, uh, God did a lot of things, but one of the things, someone stepped forward and said, you know what, we will match dollar for dollar up to $100,000. And church, we didn't raise just 137000 We over-raised, and we moved forward to June 12th, 
2017, where we broke ground. The Lord supplied our need. And God was at work, and it was an exciting time. And we, 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 after we did the shovel in the ground, here's a picture here. And, and it, oh, the 11th. I thought it was the 12th. Either way, it was a Sunday night, and, uh, and we, we broke ground. And then shortly after that, the foundations went in, and then the steel, the raw steel went up. And church, I want you to see this, this picture right here. These two pictures represent miracles that were a part of the process. A lot of you don't know this, but all of the cement, every square inch of what we're sitting on, all the curbs, all the parking lot, uh, light poles, all the curbing, every ounce of cement has been donated in this process. We're talking tens and tens of thousands of dollars. And then we found out uh, there was a service that we were having, and we shared a need for, uh, for some, some building supplies. And we had a, a company from Grand Rapids visiting, and they contacted me after, and they said, you know what? All the steel studs will donate those. We're talking tens of thousands of dollars. God supplied for our needs. It was part of the miracle process. That was also the season that we were, re, we were interest, introduced to the RV mappers. They were here on property and working in a frenzy. And that's when we met Bill Nemeth, who, by the way, is live streaming with us right now by Facebook. And, uh, and we'll talk about him in a moment. And before the end of 2017, we had the building wrapped up, dried in. We call it sealed in for the winter. When 2018 came, we continued our cash journey, our debt-free journey. We never stopped raising funds in that process. And what 2018, what I remember was just detail after detail after detail after detail. It was like this never-ending process. It was like question after question after question. And that's just where we lived. And I'm not exaggerating. August came. We were ready to pull the trigger on the audio and visual, all the lights you see, all the sound, and uh, all those things. And we said, hey, this is a cash journey. We paused for a moment, and we said, we want to make sure that we have the funds to be able to finish the project. And so before we buy any sound equipment, we, so we paused, and we said, okay, uh, what can we do? And we realized at that moment that even though all we had raised all the funds, we thought we were... There was a shortfall of $250,000. And I'm telling you, it felt hopeless. It really did. I mean, it was like if you're in a relationship and you've been to counseling and you've, uh, you know, you've done everything you think you can and you're like, you know what, we're ready to throw in the towel. That's what it felt like. Or it felt like, like if you had an ailment, you know, a back issue or something, and you've been to the doctor, you've tried everything, and they're like, look, there's nothing else we can do for you. You're just going to have to live with it. That's what it felt like. Or maybe it felt like a spiritual condition when you're far away from God. You feel dry or you feel hopeless. And you're thinking, man, if God doesn't intervene, I don't have anything. Or maybe financially, it felt like, and it did feel like this, you know, working paycheck to paycheck. I know that's pretty common these days. And then you lose your job. Maybe you lose a house or declare bankrupt. You're thinking, man, my life is over. That's what it felt like. It felt hopeless. And I was just wondering, what do you do when you feel hopeless? You cry a little bit. And we did. Seriously. We prayed a lot. We got on our knees. We sought counsel. And within four weeks, God did a miracle. We raised the shortfall. And you say, how in the world did you do that? The way we did that was because we serve a supernatural God. And that's when we started calling this whole journey a miracle journey. And we, we understood that this miracle journey that God was, had us on. And we pushed to get our occupancy permit by the year end. And the reason that was important is so that we could get uh, a refund from the taxes from the city. And, uh, and Dan Morris, you did it, man. You got us the occupancy permit. And we already have the refund. $12,000 has been refunded to us. Praise the Lord. It was a huge deal. We did it. And we are debt free. We did it and we're debt free. We've had a soft launch for a few weeks and we're here at our grand opening. Now, 
I've been listening to Dave Ramsey ever since 2007, over and over. One of my favorite things is the debt-free screams. How many have ever heard one of the debt-free screams on the radio? If you haven't, it, Jessica and I, we, sometimes we're driving home at the same time, and we've got the Dave Ramsey show on because it you know, builds you up, and we will listen to a debt-free scream on the way home. We'll get home, and there's tears in our eyes. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And we're debt-free. This last week, I was at the Entree Leadership on Tuesday with Dave Ramsey, and then on Wednesday at the Smart Money event. At the Smart Money event, they did a live debt-free scream with probably 4,000 people. And I was like, we've got to do that on Sunday. We're debt-free. This is our story. You've heard our journey, and we are here, and there are things that aren't done, and we'll talk about that in a second. But listen, we are debt-free. God, to God be the glory. And so I thought, you know what we can do? Whether you're here and you've been a part of the journey, or you're here for the first time, you're saying, what's going on? I'm going to ask that you would do something with me. I want you, first of all, to stand, all right, and get some room. Get some room. You know, make, make some room. And we, as a congregation today, we are going to declare the truth that we are debt-free. Now, you don't just do that. You just don't say it with a little gusto. It takes a lot of gusto to, to come. And I'm excited because first service, they blew me out of the water. But I'm thinking, I'm looking at the cream of the crop here. And uh, my expectations are high. And so, and I, and so we're, only, we're not going to do this twice. We're only going to do it once. And uh, we're going to do this for the world to know that God is good. And so we're gonna, I'm just going to count out three, two, one. And then we're going to say, we're that free, all right? And so, and, but it's a scream. It's like, we're that free. Right, right, and so, so I, I want you, and and it's gonna be, it's gonna be awesome, and I pray that you never forget this moment. Are we ready? So, church, we've heard the story of how God has provided to this point, and I declare that we are debt free. Are we ready to do a debt free scream? Absolutely. All right, we're gonna count it down. We're gonna count it down on the count of three, and then we're gonna do it. On the, here we go. Three, two, one. Wait! You can be seated. Whew. You did awesome. That was fun. And I want you to know, when it came down to the month of December and into January, it was the most expensive season for the church, building-wise. It's kind of like the last six months of a person's life, I've heard, is the most expensive, like more than 10 of the other uh, <laughs> 10 years all put together. And we spent all of our building fund money. We're down to zero, just so you know. We also had tens of thousands of reserves for the church. We've spent all of those. We went down to a bare minimum. You know, Dave Ramsey says to go down to $1,000 as a church. We didn't go quite that low. But we've spent all of our reserves. And we've got some work to do. When we found out, we put the brakes on. And we, we said, okay, there are things that are not going to get done. There are a lot of things that aren't quite done, including the second coat of the parking lot, which has to be done before June 30th. Also, all the landscaping, a security wall, a lot of the decor, things like that. But we're here, and we're worshiping. Those things will come. And we, we started saying, you know what? This miracle journey is kind of like a marathon journey. And last year, I did run a marathon to kind of commemorate this whole process. And in a marathon, you get to mile 20. This was true for me. It was about mile 21. And I'm looking at my clock while I'm running, and I'm saying, if I slow down now, I'm not going to hit my goal. And I had a specific goal that I've been training for months and months and months. And I just pushed through, kept it on, put my head down, and or head up, and uh, just kept on going. And it, this has been a marathon journey, and we're not quite done, and that's okay. But we're not here to talk about that. 
This morning, we are here to give thanks. Give thanks to the Lord, but then to recognize some very special people that are here. And so what we'd like to do is first, and what I'm going to do is just a layer of people. In first service, it was, it was awesome, and we got a whole new group here. Um, but once you stand, I want you to stay standing. And we can clap and do everything, whatever you feel led to do uh, along the way. But um, we would like for, first of all, anyone that worked with us in the construction side of things, to stand. So if you were a contractor, if you worked uh, in that way, uh, Dan, I know you're here, and I know there were a few others for service, but go ahead and stand, Dan. Uh, anybody else? Yeah, absolutely. Great. Just stay standing. Absolutely. Good. Are there any RV mappers here, second service? There were none, first service. These guys, they go south in the winter. I call them, they're like, no, we'll be there in the spring. We'll celebrate in the spring. <laughs> and actually, a bunch of them are watching online uh, on Facebook Live, which is pretty awesome. Uh, no RV mappers? Okay, just stay standing. If you're here from the city, you were a city inspector or with the permitting process or with the city council or anything like that, we had a, a few first service, any of those, just stand where you are. Anybody at all? Okay, they're all here first service, no problem. They all came as a group. Good. Now, this does apply to a lot that are here. If you worked on the building, even pushed a broom once, or brought a, a water or treats for the RV mappers, if you were a part of the building process at all, one screw, one hammer, whatever, I want you to stand. Now, yep, here we go. Yeah, we got a lot of folks. Yep. Awesome. Wow, yes. That's right. <laughs> and if you prayed through this process, even prayed from a distance, and I know many of you have been praying, uh, or maybe you came and prayed and wrote on the walls before we put up the drywall uh, names of people that we're praying for. If you prayed for, in this process, I want you to stand as well. Yes, absolutely. Lots and lots of prayers. Yes. Now listen. You did it. It was God. He worked through you in all kinds of different ways to accomplish a common goal. And we are grateful. The board and the staff and I, we say thank you. God has worked through you. Look at this. Just look around. In first service, it was the same. Just a sea of people to get to this point. Thank you. Give yourselves a hand and you can be seated. Awesome. Wow. Wow. Amen. Amen. You know, I was talking about this moment. I said to the staff, I said, hey, this is like our coming out event. And they said, don't say that. And, uh, <laughs> and so I changed it. I said, it's our making ourselves known event, our grand opening. And so, and with that, we want to make ourselves known, and there's a whole nother group of people that, uh, and a bunch of them were here first service, I know there's some here, but we, we want the folks that live in this community, work in this community, uh, if you work in the Tri-Cities area, uh, in the office, or if you're a mayor, even an elected official, um, or a city council in Spring Lake, Ferrysburg, or Grand Haven, uh, or even uh, other cities, I want you to stand first. And a bunch of them were here first service. I'm not sure there are a second service here, uh, but any city, any, okay, any fire and um, police um, that are in the area here, second service. Okay. They, they all came first service. All right. We do have some school representatives here. If you are serving in the schools in, in the Tri-Cities area, Grand Haven, Spring Lake, Ferrysburg, and I know we've got a few, I want you to stand, and that's including Jessica's secretaries and things like that. If you're here, just stand. Uh, the Let's give the, all the school folks, come on, stand. Come on. Yep, we got a bunch here. Good. Yes, back here. Wonderful, wonderful. Stay standing just for a second. Stay standing for a second. This is important. We are here to partner with our community. We are not here for ourselves. We are here to serve you, to be a blessing to this community, to our city, to our fire and chiefs and our police force, to our schools. We believe that we are better 
together, that this is a partnership. This is not something we just do willy-nilly, but we are here to serve, to love people. And what we want you to know is that when there's hard times in our city, and there will be, when there's hard times in the schools, we want you to know that we are here for you. And we're not just saying that. We will put our money and our time behind those things. And so when there's tragedy, think of us. Let us know that. And in regards to this building, and we said this for our city and for really anyone, this building is not ours. It's the Lord's. And we want to give the city, give our schools, give our police and fire, we want to give them full access that anytime they need this place, that it's available. Amen? Amen. Let's give our school folks a hand this morning. Awesome. Thank you for being here. Super, super meaningful. Amen. There are three people we want to acknowledge this morning uh, in a very special way. The first is uh, online through Facebook Live, and his name is Bill Nemeth. Bill Nemeth is an absolute blessing to this church. You're saying, who's Bill? Bill Nemeth is the RV Maps coordinator that worked with us uh, for the past several years to get to this point. He is in Florida, and he is building another church with a whole new group of RV mappers, and he's just doing it again. And uh, he said he'll be back this summer, and a bunch of our RV mappers said they'll be back. But Bill, I know you're watching online. We want you to know, first of all, the, from the board and from the staff, we love you, and we are eternally grateful for your investment in us. Thank you for believing that we could do this. When Rick, Ebeline, and I were trying to convince you to come, and you're just looking and saying, I don't know, <laughs> uh, thank you for making the commitment, and thank you for your, for your blessing. Uh, you blessed us deeply. And so Bill Nemeth is number one. Now, I don't know how this works over. Uh, I'll put my microphone out here in just a second. But let's give Bill and Mary, his beautiful wife, a wonderful welcome or a thank you. Okay, let's do that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. There are two other men that we want to acknowledge. One is Dan Morris, and if you could make your way up, and then Rick Eveling as well. These, the three of these guys, we could not have done this without them. And we are really, really grateful. When we, have, when we say we have good leaders, we've got the best leaders. And uh, Dan here represents D.L. Morrison Company, who worked with the RVers. And I'll just uh, talk about you first. Dan took a ginormous risk to work with us. This process was highly unusual. And he took it in stride and did a wonderful job. God used you. God used your company. And we are so, so grateful. And when we first sat down, Dan is a man of God. He loves the Lord. And him and his wife... When we had that one, I'll never forget this, Dan. When we had that first shortfall of $137,000, we were sitting around a table, and Dan, with tears running down his face, is saying, the, the, cost of, the cost of construction has gone up, and I'm so sorry. And then God moved, and God has moved several times since then. But Dan, why don't you greet the folks, say what's on your heart, and, uh, and then we're going we're gonna to just acknowledge you. You know, you, you uh, took me through one service, and I got a little bit, fear is gone now, so I could probably preach. <laughs> I do have tears in my eyes this morning, so I'm thanking God for them. I'd like to share with you uh, one thing that uh, happened when I left after the first service. Um... I left first service and I got a text. It was from my daughter. And uh, my newly born son-in-law, new Christian, uh, went through a spontaneous baptism this morning at Harvest and, and uh, Spring Lake. 
And you, as parents, know how you pray for your children and those things to happen, and I thank God for that. Um, I'm here because I'm a vessel. The second song you sang was so appropriate. We come with nothing except for what God gives us to use. And so I thank God that I was able to be used here. When pastor asked me just to say something, I uh, Revelation 19 came to mind. And it says, And I, John, saw the heavens open, and through it came a white horse. And upon it rode he who is called Faithful and True. And you as a church have been faithful, leaning on he who is faithful and true. And I thank God for that. And I and my company also leans on that faithful and true God. Thanks. Let's give Dan a hand. Just a few thank yous. Awesome. Stay right here. On my right here is Rick Eveline. Rick, we've been on this journey a long time from early, early days in 2007. Rick made trips with me down and back and forth to the RV mappers, trying to convince them to come and understanding that process. Rick has been a, uh, our, he was on the board initially, came off the board, and then he was our go-to man through this process for the building journey. He was our liaison between Bill Nemeth and Dan Morris. This was the triad, <laughs> I guess, if you could say it that way. Rick, you have been an inspiration to me. There have been some low moments where I've cried out to God, wondered what in the world's going on, and Rick, over and over, was just a man of faith and encourager, and I'm so grateful for you. Why don't you greet us? This is a culmination of a lot of work, and it's all the Lord, but uh, share what the Lord's put on your heart. Well, first of all, we want to give all the glory and the honor to our Lord our King, and our Savior, because he worked through lots of people's hearts, but he is Lord. So let's give the Lord a hand again. And when we began this journey, we always looked at what you're sitting in today as a tool a tool to reach people for his glory. And this is about all of you, but it's all about the future people coming that will be ministered to, that are going to receive healing, that are going to receive transformation in their lives. And that's what it's all about. So again, that's, that's important. And I want to say personally uh, for the whole team, uh, thank you to each one of you that gave of your time, of your talents, and your resources. Because this is an example of the body of Christ, the Gateway Church, coming together for his glory. And you each had a part to play. So I want you to, again, give yourselves a hand for what you, each one of you did to make this a reality today. God bless you. Awesome. And let's give a huge, great, big thank you to Rick and to Dan and to Bill Nemeth. Come on, let's do that together. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Those are for you. Love you. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I forgot when we did the schools and uh, the, the municipalities, we also have a ton of ministries that are local that we partner with, and uh, I want those ministries to stand right now. I totally forgot, and so we've got a few up front here and over here and maybe in the back. Uh, these are some ministries that we are partnering with. Yep, come on, stand up, and, and yes, the same is true. We want to partner with you. This place is your place. Yes, thank you. Thank you for celebrating with us. 
Amen, amen, and amen. We are here this morning to celebrate with great joy, like the scripture said, but also to dedicate this place to the Lord. And when we finalized the date, immediately I shot off a text to Jeff Lavin, who is our district superintendent. And what that means, he is the pastor to all the pastors in the state of Michigan. And it was really important. I, I, I was praying that he was going to be available. I don't know if he cleared his schedule or what, but him and his dear wife, Karen, are here. And they're here to dedicate this place to the Lord officially. And so um, without further ado, I'm going to ask Jeff Halavin, my friend and my pastor, to come. And he's going to dedicate this place to the Lord. Let's give him a hand. Yep. Be with you this morning. And... Uh, I did a self-tour of the building as soon as I got in, and I think I violated some kind of protocol in the nurseries, but I didn't get arrested. I don't know where your security team is, but uh, they didn't catch me. Or they were watching. They were watching. Okay. Just a, an amazing facility. I, I, love, I love the feel of it. I love the workmanship on it. Uh, I, know, I know what it takes to uh, build a new building. Uh, I pastored the same church for 25 years, and we built a new building. I know things that the leader carries on his shoulders that nobody else does. And thank you for your help. All of this has to happen together, or it just doesn't happen. But I do know the weight that the leader uh, especially uh, carries, all the decisions that get made. I, I even know why there's three steps up and not four steps up. I know, I know those things. It doesn't matter, uh, but it's cheaper this way. It does matter. And uh, so I, I, know the, I know the weight of that, Pastor. And uh, Jessica, you, you know the weight on his shoulders. So thank you for being willing to lead and lead well. You should clap now. When the uh, children of Israel finally made it into the uh, promised land, it was a journey for them. Uh, it had stops and goes in it that you're well aware of. And they, they finally get into the promised land. And to commemorate that, they, uh, the Lord instructs Moses to, or excuse me, Joshua, to have people, uh, one from each tribe, uh, put a, a pile of stones. And they were constructed in a way that obviously they were man-made, but there was a reason for it. And the reason was given in, in this phrase. It's so when your, children's, when your children and your children's children see that, you can tell them the story. So you've, you've been a part of the story. Your character's in the story. You're, we're celebrating the journey so far. But it's a journey. And the good news is that just because they made it to the promised land didn't mean they stopped journeying. There were still things that needed to be accomplished. And uh, we're here to just uh, celebrate with you. And uh, if you're here today and you're just uh, coming to be a, a part of this congregation's celebration and you're not part of another congregation, I really recommend you connecting here. If I lived in this community and didn't have the responsibilities I have, your pastor would be my pastor. I, would, I, would, I have that much confidence, respect in his character and his leadership that I would make this my church home. And I don't say that just about anybody, Ben. You need to know that. And so today, it's, uh, it's my honor to lead you in a uh, participatory uh, reading and response. Now, you have already done the word debt-free, so your lungs are clear. You, you know what it's like to put something into it rather than word debt-free, okay? So I already know that about you. But I'd like you to stand. Because as we... Dedicate this building, and, and that word dedicate is, is uh, in, in scripture, uh, there are a lot of words that are used that are translated that way, consecrate, dedicate, uh, and really it's, it's the same word as holy. It means to set apart, 
when God declares us holy, he sets us apart for his purposes. So when we dedicate a building, a physical structure, we set this building apart for his purposes, and we certainly set ourselves apart for those, that same service uh, as unto him. I know, I do know from personal experience what doing something together does in the character and perseverance and faith and vision of a congregation. So I'm, I'm excited for you, and uh, just, just continue to let Jesus have his way in you. Uh, so I'm going to read something, and it'll be on the screen, and then it'll show your participation as congregation. And if you'll uh, advance that one screen, there we go. And we're on the, oh, I see what you did. I got it. I didn't look up at the first service. <laughs> got it. Good, because I could have gotten confused. I'm reading my notes. <laughs> Let me begin, and then please join in with feeling on, this, on your part. Praise, thanksgiving, honor, glory, blessing, power, wisdom, and strength be to our God forever and ever. We believe it has been God's will to erect this building as a meeting place for worship, instruction, care, and evangelism. We recognize and are grateful for the faithfulness of God and the faith and sacrifice of God's people who have given of themselves in so many ways in order to construct this building. We believe in the preaching of the scriptures and the declaration of salvation through faith in Jesus Christ as the only way to God. We believe in the ministry of prayer as our communication with God and as a channel through which he releases his will. We believe in the Holy Spirit who convicts of sin, creates faith in the heart, brings about the new birth, illumines our minds to understand the scriptures, distributes his gifts, enables, enables holiness of life, and empowers believers for service. I paused in the first service, so let me pause here. Doctrinally, we know the Holy Spirit is everywhere part of his omnipresence, but we also know that he comes most likely where he's welcomed. Holy Spirit, you are truly welcome in this place. You are welcome here. We want you to feel at home here. We want you to abide here. We want you to have your way here. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. From the scriptures, we recognize the ministry of music as a means of worship, praise, and instruction. We believe God intended the home to be a place of love, providing spiritual nurture, loving relationships, and moral values for our children. We believe the church is to assist parents in building wholesome families through biblical teaching and example. We We believe that the church is the body of Christ, made up of all those who know and love the Lord. We recognize this congregation as a vital part of that church an extension of God's redeeming grace towards the lost, both at home and abroad. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I declare this building and this people to be consecrated, set apart for the service of God and the glory of Jesus Christ. To him be glory and majesty and dominion and power forever and ever. Amen.
Lord, we thank you. We thank you that in the journey of this congregation, we're here in this moment. We recognize this building as the result of being better together, of being connected with you, of being connected with each other. And, and when, when this building is not, as this building is now dedicated, we know that as generations follow, there's a story that we need to tell them about how we got to this place in the journey and our journey before their journeys. And so, Lord, we're looking here in the present and we're looking to the future and saying, Lord, please come and have your will and have your way done as a legacy in succeeding generations. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks. You can be seated. Wow. We hope and pray that our journey, as we've shared it today, is an encouragement and inspiration. That whatever you might be facing, that God is a big God, and he knows right where you are, and he can help you through. But we want to share where we're going just briefly. See, I believe that the bus is leaving. It's pretty, it's pretty much we're already moving. And we want you to join. We want you to get on the bus if you don't have a place to worship of your own. And this is who we are. And this is what you'd be joining. We talk about it a lot. We talk about connecting with God, number one. It's part of our mission, that we're going to connect with God faithfully on Sundays as the Lord helps us to do that. And it's so great to worship here together week in and week out. Uh, and, and what a blessing. We also provide tools for you to connect with God throughout the week. Uh, we do a soap reading, which is two chapters a day and a little bit of writing. And, and uh, many, many of you are doing that, and we want to encourage you. So we connect with God. The second thing is we connect with each other, and we do that primarily through small groups. We believe that what happens outside of these four walls is as important or even more important than what happens on a Sunday morning. We're better when we're not in rows, but in circles, in people's homes, or around tables where we can communicate and strengthen one another. When we're with a group of people and you learn to love them, you care for one another, you challenge one another, when someone's weak, you're strong, or when they're weak, you're strong, however that works, you, we walk together. I want to just pause and just remind you that we've got a family member, a staff member that is in a spot that's difficult, and I want to just remind us how we can come alongside and connect with each other. Pastor Bruce, this is the picture of his car here uh, that was crashed a couple weeks ago, and it's a miracle that he is even alive. And Brittany was in the car, she's okay, and then Abby is doing okay as well. It's going to be a little bit of a journey. And what do we do when a family member has a tragedy? The family rallies. And next week, we're going to rally in an offering. But even above and beyond that, we will rally and support them through this process. And uh, Bruce and Brittany, I know you're watching in. And I know that you wish you were here. And uh, we love you. We love you. We love you. And it's the power of being together. If they weren't connected in some way, They'd be handling this all on their own. But because they've got a church family that loves them, that are willing to connect with each other outside of these four walls, they're going to be cared for, and the Lord's going to help them. Amen? Amen? So we connect with God, we connect with each other, and then we connect with the world. And when we talk about connecting with the world, that's each and every one of us connecting, serving, reaching one more. The ultimate goal is to reach one more person, someone that needs the Lord, that needs community. And what's so cool, we didn't plan it this way, but church, we have a group that's on a missions trip right now down in Mississippi, or not Mississippi, uh, Alabama. Uh, I think it's Alabama. Mississippi. It is Mississippi. Louisiana. They're, they're down there. In, I don't know where they are. There's a whole group of them. And they're ministering at Mardi Gras with the parades, and they're working. And, uh, and so and they're checked in as well. And so we say hi uh, to that group uh, down in wherever they are. <laughs> but isn't it cool that we get to serve? You could partner with us. 
come alongside of us and serve together. It's incredible. And not only do we want to reach our community where we live in the state of Michigan, we want to reach to the ends of the earth. And currently, if you've been tracking with us, we are now supporting over 110 missionaries every single month. And that's because of the faithfulness of you. And that is just a start. It's just a start. Because we are becoming a healthy, multiplying church known for making an impact in this community and to the ends of the earth. That's our vision. The Holy Spirit is a huge part of this journey. I really appreciate, Pastor Jeff, you pausing and saying, yes, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. We are a Spirit-filled church, a Spirit-infilled church. We are spirit-inspired, and we want to recognize that week in and week out. And we also want to declare that the building, this property, is a tool to be used by God. Rick nailed it when he said uh, that this is a tool. We've been using that terminology along the way. And we just want to say, join us. If you don't have a church home, this is a great place. Now, will it be clear sailing from here? Uh, you know, happy days, you know, all smiles, all uphill? Probably not, right? Because we're all human. It just is the way it is. Will there be ups? Oh, yeah. Will there be downs? Oh, yeah. Will we make mistakes? Yes, we will. <laughs> I mean, it's just the truth, right? We're not going to get it right all the time. We will make mistakes. There will be some suffering probably along the way. And for us, it's like our story is just beginning, right? We're at square one. And the reason we've done all of this, the big why, the reason we would say join us, it's all because of Jesus. And what it is, it's your story of faith connected with the story of the Gateway Church and combining, colliding to make a difference, to reach one more. That's why we're here, keeping Jesus at the center. And what we'd like to do is we'd like to close with a song that captures, it's a story. This, this song is like a story, and as you watch us and kind of sing with us or read the words, it's a story. For some of you, you will sing this, and you're like, yes, that's my story where I was once lost and now I'm found. I was, Satan had control and now I've surrendered my life to Jesus and I'm free and, and it's exciting. For others of you, you're gonna experience a song here and you're gonna be like, you know what? I need that in my life. You're gonna just understand in a different way your need for a savior, I believe. There's a point in the song that says, Come join us. Come join the song of the redeemed. And that's what we are here to do. And so without further ado, I'm going to ask that you stand, and we're going to participate together in this last worship song, and then we'll close. This is song is called Death Was Arrested. Praise the Lord. You can be seated. We're going to wrap this up this, this afternoon at this point. We want to give you two next steps. One is for those that are guests with us. We really want you to make yourself known. We've got a gift for you at the Connection Center. It only takes a second. Drop that off and uh, make yourself known. The second step is for all of us. You probably sat on it if it was dark, but uh, we have invitations for our, the next four weeks. It's a new series that we're rolling out called My Big Mouth. And uh, boy, you're not going to want to miss it. <laughs> you ever put your foot in your mouth, said something you wish you wouldn't have? Size 14's down here. We're going to talk about cynicism. We're going to talk about gossip. We're going to talk about lying, maybe cursing a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. But uh, uh, we want you to join us, and we want you to, uh, to invite someone. And so these cards are for you. But also, 
there's three or four in each of these packs. Those are all for you. Take those and give those. Say, hey, come. Come with me, man. I was there last week, whatever. And uh, come and be a part. Give us four weeks. If you don't have a church home, try this for four weeks in a row. And if it doesn't help you, um, you know, I'm sorry. Um, but uh, <laughs> we think it's going to help. No refund, but uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, I know we're, we're going on uh, over time, but the Bible teaches to give honor where honor is due, and on Facebook Live, I think my grandpa, Lansted, in California should be listening, and someone's helping him to be able to do that, so grandpa, thank you for uh, all your love for us, and I know you've been praying for us in this process, and uh, I, I just am so thrilled that technology is so wonderful. And so, Grandpa, all the way in San Diego, California, uh, we love you. Thank you. I also want to honor my in-laws, Jerry and Jerry. They attend here on a regular basis. If you guys would stand, and then my mom and dad, Dan and Judy as well, if you guys would stand, and uh, they're all the way from Florida. love you guys. So in just a minute here, you can greet them and let them know, um, you know, tell them all the stories of whatever. I don't know. But uh, but thank you for making the sacrifice for being here. We've got other family as well. Carl and Susan, what a blessing. And Daryl, uh, anytime you come to church, it's a good day. Love you, Daryl. And uh, yes. And But this is my great grandpa. Well, he's my grandpa, but he is great. He's a... And... When we were putting this together, I said, Grandpa, you have to be there. And he said, well, I, he said, I don't know if I can drive that far. I said, I will come and get you. <laughs> and that's what I did. Yeah, see, like, and so I went all the way to Detroit to get my grandpa. He said, well, why was that so important to you? Well, when we first decided back in 2014 to break ground or to start raising the funds, uh, to build. Um, I shared that with our family and I shared it with grandma and grandpa. And my grandma and grandpa, the very next day, wrote a check. They were the very first to invest in this property from that point forward. Incredible. And my grandma passed a couple years ago and you in December two years ago and uh, many of you know that and I've talked about that and but I wanted grandpa to be here and I know grandma's watching she's proud and uh, grandpa I would like for you to just share for a second I know God's put something a second or two a minute minute maybe I'll hold the microphone but then I also would like you to close us in prayer, okay? I'm glad to be here, number one, and be a part of this first check that was sent. And I'm grateful that we're able to do it, and I love to give. God has blessed me with more than enough. I'll be 88 tomorrow if the Lord spares it. But... It's, it's a miracle that I'm here. 35 years ago, I had colon cancer. And they ripped me from one end to the other, apparently, and uh, removed it And 35 years ago. And I'm still here. And the scripture the Lord gave me the morning I was going into the hospital was Psalms 118, verse 17. Thou shalt not die, but live give God the glory. And I'm still here. Praise the Lord. And, and I'm extremely proud of this little grandson and all of you that provided the money to build this beautiful building. I am excited. And if I live within driving distance, at my age, I'd be driving here. But three and a half hours is a little bit too far. So I'll just have to pray for y'all. God bless y'all. Oh, Father, we thank you, Lord, for this special time of this dedicating this beautiful building to you, Lord. 
we pray that you'll continue to bless and your Holy Spirit move upon each and every one and that every need will be met from this day forward. You cannot outgive God. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Go ahead and stand. Turn and greet someone and eat all the refreshments. God bless you. Go in the grace of God. Thank you for listening to this week's message from the Gateway Church. If you'd like to find out more about our church, such as service times, giving, and ways to get connected, visit us at thegatewaygh.com.